Hello, hello, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. Last time I shared about some realizations I had during yoga class. I, I wondered what if the aches and pains we experience are not related to age, aging. And more the state of mind we are in, the stress we put on ourselves and the pressure and the, the worries we might have and all these. And today I'd like to share a little bit about my yoga story to start and then share a few more realizations or how it, the yoga practice actually changed for me over the years. So I started my first yoga class when I was 20. And that's 14 years ago. I was in I was living in Canada and I was reading about this new thing yoga and how it came from the east and how Madonna was doing it and it was so healthy. <laughs> and I thought okay, I'm going to try that. It was a total new thing in in Europe it didn't really it was not a thing yet or maybe in bigger cities but was not it was only starting to come and so back then in Canada they were they were a little bit more uh, open to it already and so I went to my first beginner class in a community center something like that and I remember thinking, I feel so good. This feels so amazing. I want more of that. And I knew right after the first class that I wanted to teach that or that I wanted to... Yeah, that's that's what I thought at the time. I have to teach that. Have to learn everything about it and be more in that kind of state it felt really good for my body and of course there was a beginner's class so it was really mellow really slow and I had friends saying but yoga is really hard and I was like no yeah because it was a beginner's class <laughs> I understood only later what I got myself into <laughs> Oh, but just to say, since the beginning, I loved it. And from there, I spent the next decade dedicating my time towards that goal to, to teach, to share the practice. But yeah, I'll come to, to that later. Basically, I think I just wanted to, to feel chilled, to feel relaxed, to stretch in a, in a really gentle way and strengthen also in a gentle way because um, I don't like hard work. So <laughs> that was perfect. So that was when I was 20. Then I started... When I came back to to Europe and then I found a studio in Basel and 
and and then I started going pretty much every day and I would organize my schedule around yoga classes and my goal when I was going there of course was to feel good although I don't think that everything I did was feeling good for my body because like you if you do yoga yourself you prob- probably know that maybe you we don't always listen to our bodies in a, in the yoga studio because even though the teacher says uh don't look at your neighbor do what's right for you we don't always know what's where the limit is and then we might push a little bit too much and suddenly the knee hurts the back hurts <laughs> all those areas you were not aware of and um, or you didn't take care of enough. I had a goal, which was I was practicing with a goal in mind and it was to become a teacher. And in my head, to become a teacher, you have to get good at yoga. You have to be good at poses. And you have to it's obvious you have to be able to show the pose to the students so you have to learn exactly how to do and how to explain and all these things so that was the goal and it was a very driven (laughs) way of doing yoga and all these years I was looking at yoga teacher trainings around the world usually in tropical places of course and I was thinking I'm not ready yet or my back hurts I'm not gonna go to Costa Rica or I don't have money or there was always something until when I was 27 I was 26 or 27 I was um, living in Bali already for work reasons crazy I mean there was not the official reason but I went there to work in a bed and breakfast that the mom of a friend of mine was owning and and she needed a manager and so I went there and long story short I kind of got fired very quickly and then I just practiced yoga for five months and I had registered to a teacher training already at the end of um, my visa or towards the end of the visa because you can have a six months I mean I don't know how it is nowadays but you can have a six months social visa or something and 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 then you have to go and or whatever six months that I had six months and at the end of those six months I had booked a one month teacher training in Ubud Bali so I was like okay I'm just gonna stay practice I'll do all the readings it was the best time of my life <laughs> obviously um, not the getting fired part that was a little bit like um, okay what am I gonna do now but I guess I can do another podcast about that if you guys are interested it's it's a funny it's an interesting story but so I did my teacher training then and and because I thought, okay, now I finally can practice kind of well enough to become a teacher. And 
and uh, then did the training was amazing was uh, intense but mostly amazing I guess then I went on when I came back to France and started teaching right away everywhere I could for friends first of course and then in in studios and then in every studio possible and all the countries I even traveled in between to Bali and Thailand and taught there a little bit everywhere I could I, I would teach and I did that for three years until I started to have really strong back pain and I taught for another year I did uh, x-rays MRI it just got worse and worse and worse but of course you cannot know when you have an injury that starts like that out of nowhere you cannot know how long it lasts so what should you do keep going stop it's it's not very clear at the beginning and at some point it it got worse and worse and at some point I decided okay I'm gonna stop teaching because I cannot move uh, really anymore <laughs> I couldn't twist I'm still careful when I twist now I couldn't bend forward bend backwards my back was completely Hmm. not bendable basically <laughs> and now I can laugh about it because I I get to go back to the yoga studio but it was a really hard period of my life because I that's I spent almost a decade wanting to do this and I was finally doing it and it was hard but that was what I wanted to do and then I had to stop and I had no clue what I would do next even though I I did do the coaching training already back then the holistic health training but yeah I didn't know and it was like a dream shattered and and also the fear of not being able to move that was was not fun at all especially when moving is what you like to do and your work at the same time but I let it go and I didn't practice for four years and this year and I can of course I guess I could I could go into all the details what helped me what therapists I saw and and all the things I did to get better all the meditations that helped actually a lot uh, but also great therapists and also shitty therapists that asked me how old I was and I, when I would say 29 they'd look at me like mm, you're fucked <laughs> which of course you don't want to hear and I never went back to that specific therapist you when you if you are in in pain like that or if you have chronic pain you really need to choose the right therapists who are gonna be thinking in a positive way and gonna not treat you like it's over for you but rather 
and motivate you and say no it's you're good actually you're good and I had the therapist like that and I was like what really I'm good okay and it I am good now it, it just takes time to heal and do the energy work the mindset work I, I shared on the podcast with Maria Maria is one of my coach and uh, energy I will say energy healer but she does many different things and she is definitely one of the therapists or um, healer who helped me the most this year and because after the work with her I started going back to the yoga studio I share it on the podcast I did with her slowly slowly but surely it's getting better and so this is what is interesting now for me to to practice without having a goal the goal of teaching and the goal of needing to be super flexible and strong and being able to do headstand or handstand or all these things and it's pretty amazing it's pretty amazing to be able to move my body more freely without pain like it actually feels good and that would be my next point but first I want to talk about this practicing without having an agenda just going to the yoga studio to practice for myself without thinking of um, a goal there's no goal although I will come to it in a in a minute I don't want to as of today I don't want to go back to teaching yoga because I'm way too scared to have an injury again it's mostly fear but I think I don't need to share the practice anymore also because I don't how can I put that I do it, I practice it, but I don't feel like it's that important anymore. I don't think that all those poses, oh yeah, they make so much sense. Most of the days I, f- I'm, I think, why are we doing it this way? Why, why warrior two? Why are the hips like that? Or why it doesn't... It's not that logical for me. I would never again... Um, and please don't take it personally. If you are teaching and you are learning all the poses perfectly. But for me, I would not spend any more time or money. And I've done so many <laughs> trainings and workshops to understand poses and what they do and all these things and I would not anymore spend money or time to mm, find a perfect pose or really understand why we do this angle and because this teacher said it's good for this meridian or whatever I don't really find it even yin yoga because I was just talking about meridians and I used to do a lot of yin yoga teach a lot of yin and do a lot of workshops about it and yeah 
I would, for me, it does not make sense anymore to hold a pose for five minutes. I would, I would never do that anymore without props, without blocks and bolsters to support those joints. <laughs> Those old joints, uh, older joints. Yeah, so that's why. But I really wondered if I could... That was my point. I went a little bit. I got sidetracked a little bit. But my point was, it's nice to practice without having an, an agenda, a goal. I want to reach that goal. I need to do a teacher training by 2025, whatever. I need to be able to practice handstand again by the end of the year. Not going to happen, definitely not. <laughs> Although sometimes I surprise myself with what I think I can do and what I can actually do. But that's, again, another point. So I was wondering if I could do more things in my life with that in mind, like with that mindset of not having an agenda, practicing or doing things just for the sake of doing them. And like a little bit this podcast right now. I remember the first time I did stand-up and there were not that many times. So there were maybe five times or six times. And the first time I thought, okay, Netflix special coming up. And... It's funny because I'm really not competitive when it comes to sports. I don't do sports actually, but or I think I'm not competitive. But when it comes to myself, yeah, I get really into this mode of okay, I'm doing this, but I need to reach that result or I have to have that result in mind. It's crazy. It's it's it puts so much pressure for no reason. <laughs> And now I don't even have that goal in mind, the, the Netflix special. Because <laughs> I figured it takes way too much effort to get good at comedy. So, so I just um, speak on a podcast and maybe say something with humor from time to time. <laughs> That's my way. Anyway, so... Maybe something you would like to try or keep in mind this week when you do your favorite hobby or practice yoga or write, whatever it is you like to do and keep in mind, okay, what if I had no agenda and and still do this thing and and just do it for the sake of doing it and do because, for example, yoga, it makes me feel good most of the time that was my my first point and my second point like i said it was re it's really nice and i'm really grateful to be able to move my body in this free way again or move at all actually and be able to do this this thing i used to do so much and it was interesting to notice at the beginning that I, I went back to the studio, I, I really could not do much and I had lost all flexibility or strength. And so 
I was just focusing on what I could do and I was and having so much gratitude for being there. And slowly but surely the gratitude kind of disappeared and again this this competition came back up and slowly the the frustration of not being able to do the postures uh, replaced the gratitude or the um, seeing the the ego kicked in really quickly after a few months that I could do things again and and I was like mm, I should be able to do um wild things or ah why can't I do that and and of course there are other people in the room and then they can do it maybe and and then you compare even though again the teacher says don't compare yourself it, but it's in the yoga studio I find there's so much ego even though we try everybody's trying their best to not have any ego or have it just a little bit but there is so much when you just look at the clothes and the the brands that cost so much money that that fit the body in this perfect way um, i wear that shit i i i have to confess but yeah it's a lot of um It's a lot of ego, and so of course, very quickly, <laughs> I'm frustrated, and I'm like, and I'm like, why can't I do these things? But also, I noticed, oh well, super interesting that I get frustrated so quickly after having just so much gratitude for everything my body can now do. So that was interesting, and yeah, I think we take things for granted so much and just see what we don't have or what you cannot do what we lack and I'm as I said say that today as I'm recording that I can tell you that I definitely took many things for granted it's a good reminder to let's say instead of this to be grateful that you hear everywhere but to just at least not take things for granted and really appreciate every moment and I say that to myself first especially today and my third point would be that now in class I like I said on the previous podcast what if the aches and pains are not the aging process but actually all the pressure and stress we put on ourselves I try now or I, I actually use the yoga practice to see where am I at today mm, a lot of pain not much movement happening okay my mind must be super stressed <laughs> or I must put pressure on myself or whatever even sometimes you know you don't even know or notice that you're stressed or that something's a little bit off And I feel when I, sometimes that happens and then I go to yoga and I'm like, oh, wow, feeling like shit, okay, <laughs> didn't know. And I take it with humor again, because what's the point of taking everything so serious? It's just gonna make things worse. 
and the the stress worse. So that's that was that's also how my practice has changed. Now that there's no goal anymore and I I I I sorry. I have no text written in front of me so sometimes I don't know what to say anymore on this podcast and believe me I cut a lot of bullshit that I say but yeah maybe I will leave this part uh, so what was I saying yeah just I use my body as an indicator of how my soul feels like <laughs> And some days I can touch, for me, the indicator is like some days I can touch the floor with, without blocks when I bend forward and then it's a good day. And some days that does not happen, the whole practice. And some days I surprise myself like last week doing, trying to do Bird of Paradise, keeping the, the knee bent, of course, at the top. But uh, that's an example of something I thought, yeah, not gonna happen. And in the end it did happen, so it's maybe a reversed way to, to look at things. Maybe sometimes we feel not so well emotionally and then we say as coaches or they say or whoever says, yeah, if you... If you don't feel good, move your body. It's going to help move the emotion. And this way, if you move and then you notice with the movement, with because yoga is so many, there are poses that are repeating over and over and over. And, and sometimes I'm, I'm totally bored and I think, ah, warrior two, whatever. But actually... Warrior two doesn't always feel good. Feel good. Maybe my hip is gonna be tight, and then pff, warrior two, forget it. It's not. It's not gonna feel good. The whole, the foot, the knee, the the hip it, that stays straight. It's yeah, it's pretty interesting. I think to look at um, practice this way to reflect what is inside. Maybe you guys have been doing that all along. Maybe I'm just discovering a new thing. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that was the whole point of uh, practicing. Now, apparently the point is to be able to sit in meditation. Although, for a long period of time. Although, if you have bolsters and pillows and stuff, it's okay. You can. You don't need to do yoga to meditate. <laughs> I'm not sure where I'm going from now. I think I will leave it at that. I think it's enough for today. So maybe my invitation for you is next time you practice, if you do yoga or if you practice anything, if you do pottery, maybe there is a certain way you do it. Maybe you notice how it feels. Maybe your fingers feel good when you do pottery and you feel good in your mind. I don't know. Maybe it hurts when you don't... Uh, I don't know. You have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, see how the body feels and check in with yourself. What is what is a little bit off? What feels good when you have a gr grounded practice? 
celebrate it. <laughs> and can you do something without an, without an agenda, without have, putting pressure on yourself to get this done by that date? I think that's that's what I'm kind of going through with um, since I wrote the, the blog post about throwing out the vision board. I'm trying to see more what comes when I don't have a fixed idea in my head of how my life should look like. Having more in mind how I want to feel. For example, I want to feel at peace, I want to be healthy, I want to feel connected to myself and others, have good relationships, healthy relationships, all these things. I think I'm going to dive deeper into this little research on the yoga practice and how it can reflect the inner world and I will maybe let you know on another episode what I found. Let's see. If you are still listening, thank you so much and let me know how it's going for you and and if it resonates. Thank you for listening and until next time. <laughs>